Welcome to another one of our Mediacs. Whoa, 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 whoa. So you didn't record what I was just talking about. I did, but we're going to start right where we're at, okay? Because we were recording it to test the levels, and we started to get into something, so I decided, hey, you know what? Why don't we put a put a pin in that and actually get recording, and then we can actually dig into that a little bit. So, so we, we put it in the parking lot for later. Right. Okay. Put it in the parking lot. Or so, pin it, as you said. So, so here's the thing. I'm, uh, I'm, I made a really boneheaded statement and I said a Spike Jones joint instead of a Spike Lee joint. Uh, and made, it made a weird reference. And I said, I like that guy. Yes. So I didn't catch it. But you were specifically talking about Spike Jones. You like mm-hmm. both of them, but you said you prefer Spike Jones to Spike Lee. I do. Okay. Did uh, you watch her? To expand. Yes. I loved her. I, I loved like, her too. Mm-hmm. By her, I mean the movie her. Um, well, it didn't hurt that Scarlet was the voice. Of course, you, you know, it doesn't hurt that Scarlet's the voice, but I mean, the fact that you know who Scarlet is and what she sounds like contributes to the fact to why uh, Scarlet's voice is so powerful in that movie. It's such a weird movie. It is. It's very, very odd, but everything that Spike Jones has ever done, and that's why I've always... So Charlie, you you know you know this over uh, all the years that you've known me. Charlie Kaufman is by far like my favorite, uh, my favorite screenwriter of all time. Period. And I feel like I, I watched um, I watched Being John Malkovich with the wife recently, and she's never actually sat through the entire movie. This what? time, she, I know this time she sat through the entire movie, and the whole time I was being that nerdy little douche in the corner, going, "This movie's so great! I can't believe like." Spike Jones and Charlie Kaufman are like the perfect marriage because they're both quirky in their in their medium. So Spike uh, Spike Jones is quirky in the visual medium. He always does something really interesting with the way he tells. He, he finds a really interesting way to tell the story through the pictures. And uh, Charlie Kaufman is just weird and wacky in the in in the way he writes his dialogue and the the way he tells his story through the words. So the way the way they're uh, the way their two talents marry each other is just—it's—it's it's like heaven to me to watch to watch a movie that, and you, you talk about um, uh, being John Malkovich and adaptation, just two of my all-time favorite movies. I, I, perfect, perfect films in my eyes. Did your wife have to clear up the room after it was over? Yeah, definitely. Your childlike excitement. It—it's—it's it's uncontrollable for me. Like I just get giddy. It's like you're finding the Willie for the first time. Yeah, it just I get. <laughs> I get giddy as soon as soon as uh, as soon as it starts, and that that dance of the puppet starts at the beginning of of uh, being John Malkovich. I'm just like, ah, this will be so good. Wait till you get to this part. Wait till you get to this part. It's so good. Just spoil I, it's, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 just. Uh, I need to watch that one again because it's been a while since I've watched that one mm-hmm. actually. And uh, actually, adaptation. I think I've only watched that one twice, maybe, mm-hmm. and it's been a while since I watched that one too. So, what did you think of um, Where the Wild Things Are? I really, really enjoyed it. You know, I, I enjoyed it. I was I was a little upset with how the critics treated it because it was you know, it wasn't It's like a like a fifteen page story. I mean Yeah, I know. And that, but he, he had he had to give it he had to give it his touches, he had to expand upon those fifteen pages and uh I, I really loved it. I thought all the all the voice all the all the uh actors who lent their voices to the characters did a really good job. It was it was uh it was exactly what I imagined the child's imagination to be like because I had that weird kind of quirky imagination. So 
it, it, it spoke to me on that level. But I don't think it had the same mass appeal that they expected it to because the book had this wide mass appeal. And I, I feel like he really captured the essence of it. Uh, but the the critics and the, and the general audience didn't really seem to agree with that as a whole. I, I, I'm yeah. generaliz- generalizing when I say that because I know there are people that liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I thought it was good. I love the dirt clawed fights. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, obviously, obviously, those things aren't in the book. They're not in the book, but you can't just put what's in well, the book. Yeah, if they put what was in the book, the movie would be over real quickly. Yeah. So, yeah, I, th- I thought he did a really good job with it. We should talk about the elephant in the room. You know what that is? What <laughs> I, elephant that I, is? I, I can I can take a wild stab so in we, the dark. We, we haven't done many of these podcasts yet, but I it was either the first or the second one. I, we talked about, <laughs> yes. we talked about Deadpool yep, mm-hmm. and we discussed how I thought that it was going to be a major hit. And what, what, what did you think? I, I didn't think it was going to be as successful because it was an R rating. Yes. An R rating. God, I like, and, we're, we're, we're literally five minutes into it and you can't, you cannot, you cannot hold it's back like, from gloating. It's like when I turn on being John Malkovich and I just get giddy. Yeah, like the, the thought like of me blowing you out of the water with the Deadpool thing just makes me giddy. So I'm I'm, I'm just going to make you super happy here. It's going to be unbelievable. So I went and saw. Wait, it. wait hold on. So I, check this story out. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna tell this story. Okay. So the movie does really well, and he sends me a text. Oh, I, I guess you're right about the movie. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's right, bitch. I was right. And then I, I said, Have you seen it yet? And he says, Yes. I'm like, Really? You saw the movie? Oh, yeah. I was at work, and I decided to just go afterwards. I'm like, oh, you couldn't call me? And, like, maybe just we could go together since we have this, like, podcast thing, and we talk about these kind of movies. Oh, yeah. No, I, I went by myself. Also, also, <laughs> we're friends, and we go to movies together. Yeah, we go to movies but, together. Yeah, no, no. I, I, the I loser reckon, I, went by himself. No, no, no. You, you know, you can't turn this around on me and be like, you're a loser because you went by yourself. I understand that you're upset. You were that creepy guy no, no, no. in the theater with his hand it, in the popcorn who was really touching his dick. <laughs> you're trying to turn this around on me because you're upset that I didn't call you and invite you to go. And you're, am, trying to make yeah. me sa- you're trying to make me sound like a big loser because I went by myself when in reality you're just upset because I saw the movie and you haven't seen it yet. Well, that was part of it. But I figured, you know, since we've seen movies a lot of of the time together, that (laughs) you wouldn't be the creepy weirdo who goes to the movie by himself. Oh, no, I was that creepy weirdo. And I was that creepy weirdo sitting by myself, laughing my ass off and enjoying every minute of that movie. And so now if you'll give me a moment to to kind of give you that gloating right, that was a fantastic movie. It was really, really good. And it's doing really, really well. So... Uh, yeah, you win. You biggest, absolutely win. Biggest R rated opening ever. And it's on its way to be the biggest R movie money wise ever. And it's only just hit its second weekend. So yeah, it had more of a mass appeal than I would have ever expected. I was, I was very surprised and pleasantly. So, I mean, it was, it wasn't even, I'd say probably 15, 20 seconds into the movie. And I was both feet in like I'm I'm in for this ride because they started it on the right note and they and they kept it at that at that sort of tone from beginning to end it's really really good <laughs> just like I just, knew it would be also just to rub it in because I've seen it and you haven't <laughs> <laughs> I will see it and I will see it soon but 
it's and it's funny because people are surprised that it did so well. But you had movies like Blade and all right. that that did really well as an R-rated movie. <laughs> I and, wouldn't go so far as to say really well. They did they did fairly well considering that they were R. Well, I think I think what my my argument was to begin for like with a, for like a like a third to fourth tier Marvel hero ex- in an R rated movie they did they did pretty darn that, good. Well, that's my point. I I I expected it to go, to do Blade good. I, I definitely expected it to do Blade good. I did not expect it to do this good. This this is this this surpasses what I expected of it. <laughs> did you did you know this one has already passed the domestic gross of um, X Men? Days of Future Past wow. for the whole theatrical run. It's already passed it. Wow, I, yeah. I believe it. I believe it. I mean, it's 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 a. I think a lot of it comes. I think a lot of it comes from the fact that word of mouth has gotten around now that it's actually very very well done as well. And 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 again, I I I completely I <laughs> I bow to you and say you're absolutely right in this in this circumstance because I I did not expect Deadpool to do what it did. I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. I didn't expect it to be as successful as it was. Uh it, it was definitely uh definitely well worth it. And it should um I would imagine at least open up doors for other R-rated characters. Hopefully we don't run into where they're... I hate the fact that I can't talk about it because (laughs) there is something in the movie that specifically speaks to that, but I I can't talk about it because you haven't fucking seen it. Well, you know what? We could have talked about it if you would have invited me to the fucking movie. Always shifting the blame. So Shifting the blame. How long ago ago did you you find out that I saw the movie? Uh, Like a week ago. Yeah, yeah, so you've had a whole... But you know what? I don't go to see movies by myself. Well, I fucking do <laughs> because I'm in it for the experience of the movie. That's good. That's good for you. Yeah. Yeah. I like the movie too, but I'm not going to be that guy. I'll go see it with someone and you were well, a I bitch. Can't, I can't help the insecurities that you have about <clears throat> never needing to, or never being able to be alone. I can be alone. I just don't want to be alone in a movie theater being that dude who's alone. With a beard. Again, just your own insecurities coming right to the surface, just floating right to the top there. <laughs> I'm just I'm just hoping with this movie we don't get like a like a like the floodgates are open and we just get a bunch of R rated shitty ass comic book movies because that's my fear. I hope we get I hope they take R rated movies and they apply them to comics like Deadpool where they deserve the R rating, but not just like Oh, that's the new thing, R-rated movie. So, you know, let's take character A and and make them an R-rated movie just because. Like, I've already heard that they might make the next Wolverine R-rated now, which would be cool because I think you need to see him vicious. But they need to do it in the right way, not just to do it as an R-rating to be, you know, different. Again, I'm, I'm going to do this and I'm probably going to put my foot right in my mouth just like I did with Deadpool. There's no net. There's no necessity to make a Wolverine movie an R-rated movie. Like there, there was no necessity to make the the Deadpool movie an R-rated movie. However, it really did enhance the experience of it because I know Deadpool swears, but he they abide by the comic code, so they it has the, uh, you know, the different characters, the asterisks and the and the and the dollar signs and hashtags and whatnot. But. I, I don't feel like Wolverine has ever been an R-rated comic book. So he's a dude 
with claws on his hand who tears through people. Agreed. However, it's never been handled that way in the comics. I've seen some pretty bloody Wolverine comics. Not not R-rated bloody. I'd say PG, PG PG-13. Well, these days, anything that has even... Barely any blood in it gets. But I don't. I don't buy that. I don't buy that for a second. You, I mean, well, you're not. You're not talking about Wolverine lopping dudes. No, no. No. Here's the thing about Wolverine, and it used to bug me about the comics is you've got, you've got a guy who can bring claws out of his fists, and yet he doesn't use that to literally lop limbs off of people. You would expect that that would be kind of what the result of that would be. But it's usually kind of toned down. And it's the same thing we talked about Punisher. We won't get into Dolph Lundgren again, as I know you love to. Uh, but he's, it's this, he's touching himself to the thought right now. It's, it's, this, it's the same sort of idea where you don't get people like lopping off limbs or, or blowing people's heads off as, as the, the films usually would kind of expand on it and, and make it that. Uh, so I... I don't know that it's really necessary to do that. And I know they made they made the M-rated Wolverine game, and it, it did very well, and it, it was uh, uh, widely accepted by critics. <laughs> it just I don't I don't know that it's really necessary. I don't I don't have a problem with a PG thirteen uh, Wolverine movie. Um, the game was awesome. Here I pulled up a uh, panel from a Wolverine comic. Yeah, there's a little bit of blood. Uh, that guy's head just got cut into three from his blades. Bottom, bottom left there. Yeah. So Wolverine just said, fuck you, bub. That's, that's an exception to the rule. (laughs) I think, I think originally back in the nineties, he wasn't very violent in the comics, but I think it's definitely took a, taken a turn over the last bit. Okay. Oh, wait, what's I'll take weird? It. He cut off that dude's head and it's flying through the air. I'll and there's take blood. It. I'll take it. I'll Shit, take son. It. Uh... <laughs> yep. R-rated Wolverine. Necessity. Now there's uh, there's dead air. There's a lot of dead air while I was looking at your, your panels there. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, you know, I... I see it. And that's that's. I think. I guess. I guess. I I gave up on Wolverine at a point in time when he didn't look like that. So. Oh my God! That's, that's a bloodbath. Yeah. Look at all that blood. Okay. That's already uh, blood. Uh, all right. You've managed to find a bunch of bloody Google images of Wolverine. So. Your yeah. point. Your point has been made. I just. I don't want another Deadpool fiasco. Yeah. I just, I just don't want that for you. I don't think your reputation <laughs> could make it through that. So. Yeah, no, like just, I like I said, I, I I admitted when I first said that that you know I could be putting my foot in my mouth. Um, it was wildly successful, and I I was pleasantly surprised by how good it really was. And like I said, I you know fifteen twenty seconds in, I was like, all right, cool, I'm there, I'm in it. <laughs> I'm I, I mean I'm I'm I fully bought in, and I, I I loved every minute of it. It's good. I'm glad you liked it. It looked. Fantastic! It was weird because on my uh, my Facebook, one of my friends he posted how he was really upset with Marvel for a making an R rated movie, 
and B, marketing it towards kids. And I was just, I was like, what? How are either of those, I, I, I guess, well, of course, they obviously made an R-rated movie, but how was it marketed towards kids? Well, yeah, it was very not marketed towards kids. They even had a disclaimer come out where he talked about, don't take your kids to see this. And, but... There were kids in the theater that I was at. I know, I want to take my six-year-old so bad. And I was, and I was, well, there's, I'll, I'll be honest with you, and I'm, I'm, I'm that guy that's like, well, if you have the violence, you have the sex, you can't really say one's better than the other, but I, you should have fair warning. There, there, there is an extended sex scene in it. Extended. It's, it's a, like a penis? Yep. Like an erect extended penis, yes. It's, uh, it's, it's a, it's a fairly long, uh, sex scene, so. You might be a little uncomfortable with a little one there. That might be the moment where I say, hey, go get this popcorn refilled. <laughs> Come back at the part when he smashes that dude's head. Yes, exactly. But it's weird, too, because, well, for one, Marvel didn't make it. Fox made it. Marvel just had to put their stamp on yeah. it because it's a Marvel character. But, you know, what? to me, it's not um, not a bad thing. You know, it was marketed as a, as a violent movie and... As the one, the an R-rated one, movie. They did one thing, and it wasn't, but it wasn't for kids. It was more. They did that one ad, which I thought was brilliant, where they marketed it as a love story, and it had like Ryan Ryan Reynolds and his lady on it, and it was like Deadpool, and it, it looked like they were yeah, like, like the leaning, Valentine's yeah, Day. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> it had like the fall leaves in the background, and he's like leaning in to kiss her, and I thought. I thought that was a really funny piece of marketing, but it was definitely not geared towards kids. It was at no point, in, at no point in uh, in the marketing of that movie was it ever was it ever even suggested that this was a movie for kids. And why why can't they you know why why can't they make it for an adult anyways? I mean, not every that you've got. God, what was the count? I think there's like over ten superhero movies coming out this year. So I think it's okay if one of them is a more of an adult film. Oh, of course. <laughs> and, you know, and that, well, that's that's the funny thing. I was I was talking to somebody about this the other day as well. When I went to see Watchmen in the theater, I remember seeing people bringing their kids in. And because I had read the comic, I'd read the, I'd read the, I almost said comic. Ooh, what a cardinal sin. No, I, I almost, uh, I, when I went in there, I had already read the uh, the graphic novel. And I saw people bringing their kids in there, and I was like, do these people not know what the fuck they're in for right now? There's a giant is... blue man with a giant penis. Right. I, well, not, not even – not so I, 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 I speak to that from two angles. One, there is very, very adult themes in that movie all over the place. Two, it's not your typical superhero movie. It's yeah, not – It's a dude that looks like not, an owl. Right. It's, it's not big guns, big tits – explosions everywhere it's not that type of movie is that the one it's, you should be taking your kids to no i'm just Guns I'm, and tits. no no no. i'm just I'm, I'm just saying that's 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 your typical superhero trope that's what that's what you see the, the spandex the the big rippling muscles the guns that that's that's kind of what you that's what you expect uh watchman's a thinker i mean there's 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 a lot of adult thinking material and there's also a, there's <laughs> excessive violence there's excessive sex so I don't know, I don't know what people were expecting taking like a four and five year old kid in to see like, and especially, I, you you just completely ignore the fact that it's been uh, given an R rating. Oh, I'm sure it's fine. It's probably nothing. Yeah, actually, I'm surprised you didn't tell them the Watchmen story. Which one is that? When you went to go see it in the theater, what happened? 
You don't even remember? I probably not. Well, you and I went to go see it together, and even though we knew, what? huh? I don't know. I went too. No, not the first time. Yeah, I went twice. Well, because that's part of the story. So the first time we went, Sam and I went, and it was when we worked at Fred Meyer together, and we didn't plan it very well, and we actually had to leave at the end of the movie before it was over. I had to leave because I had to get to work because I had to start work. Oh, that's right. And so I had to leave. So then I had to go see it a second time so I could actually see what the ending was because I'd never actually read the the comic. Which is crazy because the ending's completely different from the comics. Yeah. But, yeah. Because he was he was so pissed. Why would you go to the movie when you, when you knew you had to work? I was like, I didn't know it was like a three hour movie. <laughs> I thought I would be done way before then, and with the things on top of it and all that other stuff. So that was yeah, I had to pay for that movie twice because of that. And I'm surprised you didn't give me a hard time about it. Well, I, I you 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 started that like you were gonna blame me for something. And I was like, what did I do? What was weird about that? No, you fucked that up. That's on you, buddy. I did. I didn't. I didn't want my boss getting mad at me, but that's okay. But yeah, it's, that was a very adult themed movie. So, and that one didn't even actually do. It did okay, but it didn't. It didn't blow anything out of the water. No, it was a great movie, but it, it didn't. Some, it didn't. some would say not. <laughs> I, I liked it. Who would but, say not? Uh, there's a lot of people actually, a lot of comic book fans that don't like it for some reason. I I know the ending was very controversial because it was. Uh, significantly different from Alan Moore's original ending. However, I, I really didn't, I, I don't think, I don't think it really detracted from the quality of the movie. I think they, they chose, they chose a more cinematic way to end it than. You know, you know what movie is Zack Snyder's drives me nuts. It's freaking sucker punch. Why? Because it's such an awesome visual movie. But the actual like movie itself just sucks. Mm-hmm. It just sucks. Like they had all. I, I don't even think I've ever managed to make it through the whole thing because I always fall asleep because I get so annoyed with it and bored. But they had so many cool visuals from like fighting the Nazis to the giant samurai people and all that other stuff, and it looked fantastic and it had really cool action. But just the actual story and just how it was all pieced together, it just fucking sucked. Hmm. I just I can't stand that movie. I take issue with that. Yeah, what do you? But uh, it's my again, as as per usual with with me. Uh, I I loved that movie. I thought it was great, and and I know uh, it's widely regarded in the way you regard it it's as as not a great movie. It's really shitty. I really really enjoyed it, and I even enjoyed the story. It it drew me in, and not only did the visuals draw me in, but the 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 kind of concept drew me in. I think the only thing I was turned off by in that movie was what an eighty pound wafy blonde girl was capable of of doing in that movie. It was like um, I understand the idea of female empowerment, but did you need to pick a wafy eighty pound blonde girl? Well, it wasn't at all in her mind too, so why wouldn't she be able to do all that stuff? Well, of course it's all in her mind, and that's why she's able to do all that stuff. That's that's not what I'm saying. I'm I'm. My my point is, visually, when you look at the the feats that she performs... Did you, did you want a big fatty running around kicking everything? Jesus Christ. <laughs> is, that, is that what you wanted? 
such an asshole. Would that make sense? You're such an asshole. No. I didn't say I wanted a big fatty running around. That's not not even close to what I said, nor is that even mildly appropriate. <laughs> however. <laughs> That's what you wanted. However. You said, I don't want this 80, I, 80 no, pound wafy girl. I, what I meant by that is, what I meant by that is, what an 80 pound wafer girl would be physically capable of doing is not what she did. She, she did things that somebody of that shape and size would not be physically capable of doing. It was all and in I her guess, mind. And I know you're, you're, I mean, abs- I guess the big fatty could have done it. I, I, in you're her absolutely mind. right. You're, you're arguing logically against my logical, my logical problem here is that. It is all in her mind, and everything in it is exaggerated, and everything in it is fake. <laughs> but I just, for some reason, I had such a hard time with the fact that she looked like a a, a Playboy centerfold doing all this. I was like, why? Why is? The, why does she look like this? Why it doesn't make any sense to me? Like the story's good, the visuals are great. Why does she look like that? I, I don't understand. Well, if you watch all those like old Japanese, even the new ones, I mean, it's all like eighty pound little Japanese women. Yeah, maybe it kicking is kicking ass on it. You know, maybe, maybe maybe it is the manga influence because there, there's definitely the manga influence to the to the to the uh, live action aspect of that movie. I, I think I think it was a live action uh, uh, tribute to manga films. However, it, it it was just something about the way that translated to me was. You know, white, blonde, skinny girl. Why? Why is that what we what we've decided to go with? Did you want Melissa McCarthy out there? No, because that would be a comedy. That's not what I'm saying. It's oh, I, she can't do drama. I think you're, you're you're really picking at me here. I think you look at something like she uh, did Saint Vincent. No, but you look at some, look at somebody like uh, like Lucy Lawless when she was Xena Warrior Princess, and I know that's like a that's like a kind of like ha 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 it's a B movie sort of send up of 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 uh, of that genre. However, uh, she she had a more she had a different physical form that kind of more lended to to that style. Uh, that 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 girl she looked like she was twelve years old, and it was weird. It was just weird to me. It did it. it, it but I, again, you're you're. I, I have to I have to bow to you and say you're absolutely right in in the sense of of uh, the homage it was paying to to Japanese cinema and, and Japanese anime. It definitely it definitely fit the tropes of that. You know, skinny miniskirt, white well, for some reason because that's Japanese people love to make their characters white for some reason. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of weird. But like Lucy Lawless, I, I get what you're saying because she was she was like stocky and kind of buff, but you know, kick ass. But she was also she wasn't fat; she was just right. well built. That's but what I'm saying. When at I the say, same when time, I say, when I say wafy, I mean like that little girl could barely lift a samurai sword, let alone swing it and you know battle these giant you know, epic creatures. But for some reason, she was capable of doing all this. And at the same, right. at the same in, time, she was, was, was doing head. It was it was all fake. It was all imagined. It was just very, I don't know. I, 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 I guess. I, I can see Lucy Lawless doing like the sword fighting and that kind of stuff, but like a lot of the like jumping, you know, more of the ninja type stuff. Like I don't see Lucy Lawless being able hmm. to do like that body type doing that for like punching or, you know. She's not Andre the Giant though, dude. She's, 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 she's nimble. Can you, but she's can you see toned. Lucy Lawless as like a ninja? Yeah, I could. 
That's false. She, I think she's. she's I, not. She's a warrior. Princess. I think she's. T- I think she's toned enough to where she, I, I would believe that she would have the flexibility. Your to do balls that kind would of make thing. a better ninja than Lucy Lawless. Well, I agree on that, but my balls are great ninjas. <laughs> Weird. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't see it with her. I have a follow up to that, but I'm not going to say it because it's terrible. Really? No. Nope, it's a podcast. On. Just say it. Go on. No. What's your follow up? On, on to the next. You fucking pussy. <laughs> Just do it. Just say it. My balls are great ninjas because they're always hiding in the bush. <laughs> oh, see, that was a good follow up. Yeah, see. It, I got I a like horrible a, I got a horrible image in my head, which I, I hope the rest of you that got was, too. That was the entire point. It's, but again I was I, I got nervous to say it, so I got I got nervous. I just don't know. Poor guy. <laughs> poor, poor guy. <laughs> so I watched, uh, I watched, uh, Kingsman the other day. Well, that movie was kick ass. I, I showed yeah. you the fight scene today, but, uh, it I'm was very, those... after you showed me that fight scene, I'm very, very interested now. I want to yeah, see it pretty badly. The church fight scene. It's, um, I've never really watched a whole lot of Colin Firth mm-hmm. and he was really good in it. And obviously he kicked ass in that fight scene, but it was one of those movies that, um, I saw previews for. I was like, wow, that doesn't look like a good movie. And even though I had Samuel Jackson and Matthew Von said, who did, you know, the last, th- or the first reboot of the X-Men movies, um, and the kick-ass movie, the first one yeah, and everything, but it just, for some reason, nothing about that movie appealed to me. And then a, a few people told me to watch it. So I did. And yeah, it's, it's, it was a, it was a really good movie. They're actually yeah. making a, a sequel. They cast, uh, Julianne Moore as the villain in the next one. So Ooh. it should be should be interesting but yeah no i just you showed me like five minutes of it and i'm like yeah i need to watch this now mm-hmm. yeah it was good i liked it a lot that and uh john wick i watched that one finally and that was good i enjoyed that i, I watched it too uh fairly recently it's good uh good gunfight movie and i haven't seen mm-hmm. a gunfight i was telling, i was telling you about that earlier i thought it was it was weird because I haven't seen a gunfight movie in a long time, and I used to watch a lot of John Woo, and I almost became kind of desensitized for for uh, to it for a while. So I got to this point where I hadn't seen one for such a long time. When I finally saw one, and I uh, I saw the gun battles, it was almost it was almost uh, shocking to me how how violent <laughs> it was, which is like I felt like a I felt like an old an old religious man, like ooh oh my this. This movie's a little bit violent. <laughs> He's shooting was, people in the, I was in the fanning, head. I was like fanning myself. Ooh, my, <laughs> Lordy. You're getting hot and bothered by this. <laughs> but it was, it was very good. I, I, I mean, I got past it. Just, I think, I think what it was was the mood I was in. I wasn't, I wasn't quite sure what I was getting into. And I was like, oh, I'll check out this John Wick. And a couple, uh, a little while into it, I was like, k- kind of, shocked by it at first then I then I then I bought it and I was like I used to watch movies like this all the time it's not really anything crazy. Yeah, it was like it was like all those great 80s movies and early 90 movies action movies you know and um it was really good though. I really liked it. I'm not the biggest Keanu Reeves fan and Stephanie couldn't even watch the whole movie cuz she hates can't so stand his his acting. But he's he's a ter- he's a terrible actor. However, but he's been good in things. Mm-hmm, he yeah. was good in um, The Gift, and there's another movie too, a drama that he was in. But he was really good in The Gift as an abusive alcoholic husband and everything. <laughs> but I liked it. Like Wesley, my middle child, six year old, he started watching it with me, and he, we got towards 
the beginning after his dog dies and after he starts attacking everybody and he's like, I was like, Oh, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, you know, I'd be upset if my girlfriend died and my dog got killed and I'd probably be pretty mad. I'd kill people too. <laughs> I was like, well, <laughs> at least, at least you understand it. Yeah, he, he, at least he recognizes <laughs> the point of a revenge yeah, film. Yeah, the revenge film. So yeah. he was like, yeah, I, I'd be pretty upset about that. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. John Wick is pretty upset. They have the, the sequel coming out next year in really? February. Yeah. It takes place in, uh, Italy, I believe. I think it was kind of a surprise hit, wasn't it? Like it, it, it did fairly well considering. Considering, yeah, I, I think it was like a no-name studio for the most part, and Keanu Reeves. So yeah. it's like, oh wow. I watched uh, I watched the Everest movie the other day because I watched. Or I was listening to the Nerdist podcast with uh, Chris Hardwick, and they were talking to Josh Brolin, which is a fantastic podcast. If you I, listened, I listened to, to that, yeah. I, Josh Berlin, I, I knew he was probably a cool guy, but listening to that podcast, I was very like, laid back. Oh my very, god, this yeah, guy is hilarious. Sounds like he'd be really fun to just sit down and talk to. Oh, he was cracking me up so bad. Um, but he was talking about Everest and the experience in that and everything, how cold it was. So I'm like, oh, I'll watch it. And so I watched that movie. I don't know what I expected. I was like, oh, this is going to be cool. And I think I was waiting for like Vertical Limit or something where it's like this big action movie on top of Everest, even though I knew it was based on a true story. And it's very not that kind of movie. And so I was disappointed because I don't feel like a whole lot happened. I mean, it was a good movie. It had good acting and the story was, was interesting. But for some reason, man, I was expecting like a fucking John Wick at the end and <laughs> like at the mountain. And, <laughs> it would be a big gunfight at the it top didn't happen. of Embers. I don't even know. Like, yeah, like a helicopter and shit. There was a helicopter, <laughs> but, um, yeah, it wasn't action packed. And so, but it was, it was a, it was a weird movie because you always heard about like the dead bodies that are left on Everest because they can't get them down and everything. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people in the group that died and are, are the dead bodies up there. But she's like, hmm. So, I mean, I guess watch it, but I'll give not. it, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I don't know what you really expected out of it. I, I, think, it's, I think it's I funny either. Like I expected Everest to be an action movie. What about I was Everest, really excited about it. What what about Everest Screams action to Like you? I said, like, well, Alive, it wasn't, like, action-packed, but it was like, well, that's, you know, and then, like, Vertical, have you ever watched Vertical Limit? Yeah, but so... It was so, crazy with no, the action. So were you, were you just... Because to me, it, okay, so to me, walking into Everest, I'm thinking of a survival movie. I'm thinking more yeah. of, like... Uh, what what sort of extreme limits are we going to go to to survive? Was it not like that? No. So you're like, these dudes are going to get stuck on this fucking mountain. They're going to be repelling off shit. They're going to be jumping crevices. They're going to be <laughs> like doing not this. what I would expect. <laughs> Is it not if you no. were trapped on top of the fucking Everest? No. Not even a little bit. Literally, it was about a bunch of dudes getting cold and sitting down in the snow to die. Oh. That's what it was about. I was like, they're going to be like running from avalanches. They're going to be like, oh, the fucking rocks crumbling and jumping and doing all this. Nothing like that. But that's not that's not reality, though. <laughs> based on a true story, you, you really expected the repelling and the... Uh, something. Like, literally, there's this experienced mountain climber at the end, and he gets trapped up there. And then these little Sherpa people come up and they're like, well, we're going to save you. And then the storm comes in and they're like, well, the Sherpas can't get up there. So I guess you're going to be stuck. So I'm like, oh, well, I bet because he's going to die if he doesn't do it. This is the point where he's going to try and fucking repel his ass down the hill or mountain or whatever and get out of there. The hill. 
Yeah, the hill. The little hill. tiny hill. You know, Everest, yeah. the yeah. hill. Oh, it's just... The tallest hill in the world. They call it the dead zone, but it's really like a mole hill. <laughs> um, I thought he was going to do something cool. And you know what he does? He goes back to his rock and he sits down and he just dies. I'm like, if you're going to die anyways, wouldn't you try and get down the mountain? Like, But it's a true story, so... Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't know what the actual story was because I've never read the story, but I just figured like... Even in real life. You figured he'd just do like a backflip off a, off a cliff. No. And... But the Sherpas were going up the trail. Obviously, he knows where the trail is because he's climbed Everest a bunch of times. Yeah. And I figured he'd at least try and go down that trail to get like to the bottom, even though those people couldn't get up to him. But now he's like, oh, well, I guess I'll go sit by this rock and die. So you like, thought oh. he'd pull out like a rubber mask, like Ronald Reagan's face, pull it over his face and like pull like two pistols out from under his armpits. No, and, I like, just dive I just... off the edge of this cliff <laughs> and like pull a rip cord and like parachute down to the bottom of Everest, Sh- I... like, shooting the whole way down, shooting zombies who well, were no. trying to climb Everest. No, that's that's a little crazy. I thought he'd at least pull his jacket off, use it as a sled, go down the mountain, hop a crevice, <laughs> use his ice axe to save himself <laughs> as he falls, and then he'd get down there and he'd live. He had a wife and everything oh. else. I just Kira Knightley was his wife. I was like. You talk man, about, you talk man about, motherfucker, you better be going back to that. You talk about the, this is like the, this is like the polar opposite of the argument you were just having with me on, on Sucker Punch. So you're telling me <laughs> that my, ex, I don't know what you're talking you're about. You're telling me that my expectations <laughs> were too realistic for what was going on in Sucker Punch. And I'm telling you that your <laughs> expectations were far too unrealistic for what would possibly happen in Everest. I I feel like I know what would happen in the Everest movie, and I feel me, like what you're talking about is absolutely not it. So, yeah, that movie, 127 Hours, uh-huh. that's based on a real story. Dude gets stuck. He's going to die. What does he do? He cuts off his own arm. Dude gets stuck on the on the top of Everest. What does he do? Try to climb the mountain, down the mountain at least? No. He just sits there and he dies. I would thought he would at least try and climb down the mountain. But that's real life, son. Dude cut off his arm to survive. But that's another dude can't walk down a mountain. He climbed up that far, man. You think he wasn't maybe exhausted and couldn't handle it anymore? Uh, well, he slept through the night, so he got some rest. He laid down on a rock and died. That was the next day. He He got some rest. Gave up. Him and his little friend sat down. Little friend tried to take off his jacket, probably because he was going to sled down the mountain on the jacket. And then he just fell off the hill, the mountain, (laughs) the mountain hill. hill. And then dude woke up in the, the morning and he's like, hey, my friend is gone. I guess I'll just sit here and die then. <laughs> and I'm like, well, okay. You know what would have been great though is if he put on like some like skis and like skied down the mountain. And did, like, yeah. Like went off like these giant jumps. Like these Something. Giant double flip. Double flip. Like, yeah, did, like, flip. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like did like a backflip. Landed like, on a Yeti. Place. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been something. Decapitated a Yeti with his skis on the way down. The most... I. I, do you mind if I ruin it for you? I don't I mean, care. Cause, cause, I, I imagine everyone dies. False. Um, so they have this area. It's called the dead zone where, you know, if you're in there for too long, you, you die. die. Mm-hmm. Yep, that makes sense, right? So this woman is up there in the group and she is, this is her, they have like the seven peaks, like the tallest mountains in the world. And that was her seventh one was Everest. So she does it, does it. And she's coming down the mountain and she's like, or it can't go on. So she just gives up and dies. Jake Gyllenhaal gives up and dies. 
And then um, Josh Brolin's going down. He can't see very well. So right where the the Asian girl that climbed all seven mountains, um, he lays down and he dies, you think. All night long, this motherfucker's laying there. And you're like, well, he's dead. He's in the dead zone. And little Asian chick died, so he must be dead too. He wakes up. These, like, nasty claw hands because they're frozen. And his nose is coming off because it's frozen. And he walks fucking down the hill and he gets out and he lives real life. Hmm. Yep. I don't know. He survived the dead zone. I don't know how all these other assholes died in the dead zone, but he's just like, I'm going to take a nap and shallow breathing will get me through. I'm going to give a reverse spoiler alert here. Cause I know you said you, you asked me if I didn't care if you spoiled it, but anybody who's listening, all of Everest has been spoiled for, you know? Um, yeah, yeah it no, has that's... actually, that's all of them. But yeah. yeah, he just, he just, he stood up. And he's like, oh, it sucks. And then he walked down the hill and then he got out. You keep calling it a fucking hill. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so flabbergasted. Why, why you keep calling Everest a Cause it didn't hill. really look that steep. The party walked down. <laughs> it looked more hilly rather than like a mountain. I want to see you climb Everest. Well, motherfucker. It's, it's just, not like they're using ropes and shit. It's just a hill. <laughs> no, they're walking like it's a hill. They're not using ropes like, like if you climbed the half dome, that'd be like a huge mountain because you're using like clips and shit and rope oh and you're going God. up and you have to sleep on the side of the rock. This one, it's just like they're walking up the snow hill. It's just a hill. I mean, it's a big, it's a tall hill. <laughs> it's a very tall hill, but it's a hill. <coughs> you're killing me. I mean, at the be- the beginning is tougher than the top. At uh-huh. the beginning, you have to climb up these rickety la- ladders that the, the Sherpas somehow got up and uh, the rest of it's just a minor hill yeah yeah really the only once you get past the rickety ladders everest is really just it is just a hill. the only thing that makes the top of everest hard is the fact yeah. that you don't have any oxygen because you're in the dead zone <laughs> it's really just a fucking walk in the I park want you to climb i want you to call somebody who's tried to climb everest and be like you're really making a mountain out of a mole hill here. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> it's just a hill. I've <laughs> seen the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers be giving up on the hill. I'm just going to die on this hill. All right. Oh, it doesn't make any sense me. to me. You're it is. Me. You should watch it. You They're... wouldn't even make it up half of Everest, dude. Because you... of the oxygen. That's the only no. issue. No. Yes. No, it's too difficult. You, there's no way. There's no way. It's a not... Stairmaster has more elevation. If, like, <laughs> if you had a fucking steady stream of oxygen pumped into your body, you would not make it up Everest. I guarantee it. I'm, it's a fucking hard climb, dude. All I'm saying is just the ox, the lack, the how tall it is is what makes that <laughs> climb hard. That's all it is. It's, and there's fucking a, snow. It's cold. It's a slow, steady Actually, increase. There's wait. never any. There's never really any problems climbing it. It's just not a, that they showed in the movie. A, it's just a hill. It's a, it is. It is a hill. it's a glorified hill. And when the movie started, I thought to myself, maybe someday I'll get in shape and I'll actually climb Everest. And then I was like, that's too fucking cold. Yeah. I mean, it looks really cold climbing the hill. That's, so what's keeping you from, from getting in shape and climbing Everest is, is the temperature. Well, and I don't want to die. Not the difficulty. And the fact that it costs about 120 grand now. I mean, that, I don't really have that laying around. And you have to, you have to take, you have to take like three months off of work because yeah. you have to spend a couple months like getting used training. to the oxygen. Yeah. It's not training for the hill though. It's training. <laughs> it's training for the oxygen hill. so you can it's survive not, at those levels. It's not a fucking hill. It's not a It's hill. a couple hills put it's on top of each other until you get to the peak. Hill. It's not an anthill, buddy. 
You know, it's a big fucking mountain. And how ridiculous is this? So you climb up this, <laughs> you climb up this fucking hill. You spend 120 grand. You take three months of your life. Uh-huh. You risk your life, and they get up this hill, and then they go and they touch the peak, you gotta stop and that's it. The hill. They take like two pictures, and they're like, "You gotta get back down. Gotta get to that dead zone." And then they turn around and walk back down. It's like I I came up all the way up here for that. I mean, it's a beautiful view, I'm sure, but that's what it is. Though, have you have you ever climbed? You've climbed a mountain before. I've climbed many hills. Yeah, you've gotten to the top of a. You've gotten to the. You, you've gotten to the peak, the crest of of many a mountain, right? I've peaked a lot what's, of crests. What? What? What's the feeling you get when you get to the top? I'm like cool. Are you really? Is it, are you really <laughs> that chill about it? Would you like me to jump up no, and down no, with no, no, elated no, no, joy? No, no, I want you to be honest with yourself. When you get to the, it's great. It's right. great. I'm, I'm like, when that's get, awesome. But, but I climbed Yosemite Falls. That was really cool. But that's my point. That's my point. Because I, I, I did that when I was in Alaska as well. There's, I climbed to the top of fucking Fragrance Lake. There's, there's this point when you get to, when you get to that peak. It's not. It's of course it's about the view. Of course it's about, but it's the fact that you, you did it. You set a goal. You made it there. That's that's what it is. So you're just dismissing that. You've you've personally experienced that. You've you've felt that you felt that pleasure, but now you're talking now you're talking about the ultimate, the one thing that almost nobody in the entire world has done. Almost nobody has done this. And you have completed it and you're 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 dismissing it being like it's just a fucking hill. Well, no, no, so no, it's, it's so, upsetting that so you get what, up that high because so when what, I go, you make it and you walk back down. <laughs> no, you fucking made it to the peak of Everest. That's that's that that's like, it's it's uh, it's become just something that people say. Like getting to the peak of Everest is like the ultimate. Like they should I've put reached, a zipline at the top. I've, I've reached my, down. Reaching for your dreams can be can be described as climbing Everest. I climb. You know, by getting what I wanted, I climbed Everest. That is, that's like the quintessential, I have succeeded. I climbed Everest. And you're just like, nah, it's a fucking hill. No, no, no. they made it to the top, they turned my, around. My point there. is, like, when I climbed up to the top of Yosemite Falls, I got to walk around and shit. I got to spend a couple hours up there enjoying myself, saying, I climbed up this hill. I'm going to take a bunch of pictures. There, it's like, touch that fucking peak and get back down the hill because you're going to die. So it's awesome that you made it up there. But it's kind of a bummer because you just paid one hundred twenty thousand dollars to get up to a peak that you spend like a minute at, and it's, then walk back down. It's not a bummer. It's a it's it's a it's a significant success. You have against all odds against the fact that you're not supposed to do it. You're not supposed to be able to make it to the top of Everest and survive and turn around and walk back down. Of course, you're going to touch that peak and turn around and walk back back down so you don't you think- die. But you. Fucking made it. Do you think you there's ever been a guy it. that risked climbing up to the top and then just took a dump? Yes. There's there's probably somebody who trained for months, spent a hundred twenty grand so he could take a shit at the top of what you can claim is the biggest hill in the world. I bet someone did. I bet he was so proud of himself too. <laughs> that would be something I would do. Hey, hey check this out. I took a shit at the top of the <laughs> Yeah, I mean, wouldn't that be a story to tell to people? <laughs> no. Yes, it would. No. Wait, let me get this straight. You made it to the peak of Everest. I and, looked out. And the, the success, that the way you celebrated the success of reaching the top of Everest was you took a shit on the top mm-hmm. of the mountain. I looked out. It was beautiful. I took a picture. 
And then I went and took a shit. And then I went back down to the bottom of Everest. <coughs> most most expensive shit in the world. Yeah. Wouldn't that be worth it? No. Whatever. You haven't, you, haven't, you haven't lived until you've taken a shit at the top of Everest. That's what I say. Well, then you haven't that's lived. My, that's my new motto. Well, then you haven't lived because I guarantee you haven't taken a shit at the top of Everest. Well, of course I haven't. That's an expensive hill to climb. I can't afford that. <laughs> hill. You're killing me with the hill. Speaking of shit, I was telling you earlier, I almost <laughs> fell into a pool of shit yesterday yeah. at work. Just just a sewer line busted. Yeah, just, I, I pictured you like matrixing it like falling backwards in slow motion somebody grabbing you by the shirt just before your hair dipped into the big puddle of shit oh. as you're like bent over backwards like a somebody winning a limbo contest it was everywhere <laughs> and i jumped <laughs> and i slipped and i was saved before i landed in it i'm telling you man if i had landed in that pool of shit it would have been the end of the day there would have been throw up everywhere <laughs> On the walls and the shit, like everywhere. I probably, had, I probably would have wept openly and then ran home. I've had shit situations at work where I've been like, you know, if that had gone even slightly differently, I wouldn't be working for this company anymore. I'd have just been like, I'm out, I'm done. This is. It was. It was so weird though, because after after that event, when I survived, and I didn't land she in it, survived. <laughs> After that, um, and I actually, when I started cleaning it, like it was like, it was like nothing at that point. I didn't have any emotion. I just did it. What if it had been even worse and you'd like slipped in the shit and you'd like hit your head and you've got like an open, like gaping head wound and the shit had gotten into your head wound and caused like a serious infection? Why would you even say that? I don't know. I'm just saying like what, what you're, you're, you're going with like the, oh, it would have been gross and I would have thrown up and ripped my shirt off and ran home. Like, what if it had gotten way worse than that? And you'd gotten, like, shit on the brain. Like, for real. Shit on the brain? Yeah. Like, you, like, cracked your skull, and you, like, landed, and you, like, passed out. Like, you lost consciousness in the puddle of shit. And the shit, like, seeped through, like, the cracks in your skull and, like, leaked into, like, the folds of your brain. Do you think it would be, like, when you get someone else's, like, um, body part, and you retain some of their DNA and some of that? Like, if you got someone else's shit on your brain, would you, like, pull in? Oh, like, what if... Because it would be, like, a whole bunch of different people, right? It'd mm-hmm. be, like, a whole bunch of different... So, like, what you if... You get, like, like, all their memories you, and shit? Yeah, you, like, became, like, a... You, you became, like, a superhero. And, like, you all of a sudden, like, had this, like, sort of psychic link to, like, every single person who like had... All 50,000 people that shit in those toilets <laughs> that I just had on my brain. <laughs> I would I would know their every thought and memory. That's, that's what I'm getting at. That's exactly what I'm getting at. Oh my yeah. god, I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. <laughs> All those voices in your head. I, All those uh, shit voices. Just just always yeah, going. Just everything. I'd be like, oh, this is getting so old. I mean, this is really shitty. <laughs> I just can't take it because <laughs> it'd be just so much. But that would be kind of weird. Yeah, they'd come in too, and I'd be like know everything about yeah. you and you don't know that i know hmm. because i got your shit on my I brain your shit in the folds <laughs> of my brain right now <laughs> it's just there i know what you do yeah. in your life no that would just ugh. Yeah, well that's that's what it is people shit out their demons right when they take that shit they shit out all their demons all the evil stuff they've done in their life they get rid of their waste their bodily waste their emotional waste and that just seeps right into your brain so you know the most 
the most secret, vile pieces of people. And you lives. wonder why I want to take a shit at the top of Everest. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be like that'd be like no, excising no, the largest it's, demon it's, ever. It's all it's all starting to make sense now. <laughs> <laughs> like at that point, if I got up there and I did that, I could become a monk. Yeah, because mm-hmm. everything bad that I've ever been in my Sin. life would be sitting at the top of Everest, yeah. and I just climb Seren- down and be like, "Serenity, Monk. you'd shit out all of your demons, mm-hmm. all of your past, everything, the ultimate cleanse, all the terrible things you'd ever done, <laughs> all left at the top of that giant hill." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, It'd just be out there waiting to roll down like a giant boulder and kill the next person. <laughs> Nor am I like that. I get stuck up there, and I'd be like, "Well, I guess I can't walk off this fucking hill. <laughs> Time to die. Game over. Game over for this guy." <laughs> what else did I watch lately? Um, oh, I watched the the Purge, the second one. Uh, Anarchy is what it's called. It was pretty good. I, I watched the first one. I, I was entertained. I Ethan it was it wasn't enough for me to be like, I, yeah, I, I, I could watch a series of these. But I, I've always been that way with um, with horror franchises. It, they never really sucked me in. Saw never really sucked me in. I was so bothered by the that first one. We've talked about it before. Um, I was so bothered by the fact that they didn't even kind of tease who the killer was. Like it was like almost like trying to be a murder mystery. Are you talking about Purge or Saw? I'm talking about Saw. Mm. I'm sorry. I just kind of yeah. You just kind of took, like, took took a left turn there. Oh, well, they but didn't really say but that's the same, Purge but that's, either. But that's that's the same thing with Purge. Like I, there wasn't really. It, it captured my attention with the idea, but it never, it never really, uh, it never really took it to a place where I, I found it incredibly interesting. Like I was like, "Oh, that's an interesting idea. Let's see how they handle this." And I was like, "Well, that's just kind of okay." It, it, it didn't really, it didn't really excite me. It didn't. I think I, I actually enjoyed the second one better than the first one because I, I agree with you. For the first one, it was just kind of like, "Oh, murder mystery," you know. And the idea of it's really cool that that's what they do, you know, all over the world every year. And but the second one took place on the streets of L.A. and it followed a bunch of different people. So it showed you kind of how the purge affected all of these different people, and people were in it for different reasons, and this and that. So it's a little bit more entertaining than just basically a house invasion film. So you should definitely. I think the second one's on HBO. Um, but yeah, it, it was pretty good. A lot of some gory stuff in it which I, I like the gory stuff i like gory stuff too I'm, I'm i might check it out i don't know like i said i i got i always give the first movie a chance and if it if it draws me in maybe i can continue on with like the sequels but there wasn't enough in the first one that kind of i was like all right well you've pretty much explored every angle of that uh, maybe, maybe i'll give it a chance maybe you should i told you you should <laughs> fair enough my word is Gold, gold, <laughs> gold shit word. I'm trying to think, what other movies did I watch? I've been on like a movie. Ca- oh, we finally finished uh, X-Files too, the the first nine seasons. Mm-hmm. And then we watched. Um, did you watch any of the new ones? No. They're good. Well, I, watched the, I watched the first two and the second one had Reese Darby in it. Oh, really? I was really excited and it was a really, really good story too. Yeah, I heard the uh, Monster of the Week ones have been really good in the new they have season. Been. They've been really good, yeah. Um, no, we finished season nine, and then Stephanie was like, really like, we must watch Making a Murderer. And then I started watching that shit, and I couldn't stop until it was over with. And we watched, well, we watched the second X Files movie too, which is actually pretty good. 
People talk a lot of crap about it because it doesn't have Which anything one to is do. That? Um, not fight the future. Oh, I want to. I want to believe okay. is what that one's called, and it's not. It's not one of like the murder mystery, or it's not like a monster. It is a monster of the week one. It's not like one of the conspiracy theorists one. Um, but I actually liked. I thought it was a pretty good. It was really like you know it didn't get all crazy and travel all over the world and do all this stuff. And it was pretty self contained in the 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 city they were in. But it was it was a good movie actually. So now I'm all posed and set. I've seen everything except for the six episodes. So I'm ready to watch those. So yeah, they are. The last one aired yesterday of the season. Mm-hmm. I guess they're trying to do a season two. So that's pretty. That'd be cool. Hopefully they do that. But yeah, the making a murderer though. You need to watch that because that's. I will. I will. I, I I definitely have in the interest is there. I just haven't. I just haven't buckled down and done it. Yeah, it looks like it's, well, it looks, I watched it. It was fucking awful, but good. We'll see how it goes. It was awful in the sense that it just upset you. <clears throat> yeah, the injustice of it all. But, you know, who knows? It, it was a very one-sided story. Mm-hmm. It was very centered around the defense and kind of that he was innocent. So have I'm you, sure. Have you been listening to this season of Serial as well? No. Got to get on that. I, They're like eight deep. They've been bugging me because they decided to start doing it bi-weekly. So every two weeks now they mm-hmm. do it, which is cool. I mean, it gives them more time to prepare for it and everything. But like I, 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 I'm itching for it just because I was for the, the, the entire first season with the odd non, I, I knew, I knew what day I was going to get it. I knew what time I was going to, I knew when I was going to listen to it. I was on it week to week to week to week. I was really, really into it. So now, it's become every other week and sometimes even a little bit more sporadic than that. So it's, it's kind of hard for me, but it's a, it's a good story this season. And I, I, they're, they're, um, they're kind of working in conjunction with a, with a film company. So, you know, there's going to be kind of a a documentary that comes out as well. So there's going to be all kinds of extra, uh, yeah, extra information you're going to get after the fact. Well, see, I watched um, season or watched. I listened to season one um, after they'd all come out, so it's kind of like the lost effect. Where I was like, I get to experience all of this, and I didn't have to wait, so it wasn't like I was on the edge of my seat. Though I mean, I was, but I didn't have to like have a cliffhanger every week. So then I started season two, and I I listened to the first two episodes, and then they were like biweekly and this, and I'm like, I can't do it. I have to wait till they're all out, and then I'll just sit down and listen to them all because. I don't like waiting, waiting the two weeks and then I kind of forget about some of the details and yeah. this and that. So I'd rather just listen to them all at the same time. So I stopped. The first season was really good. And I'm sure this one is good too. The stuff I heard I really liked, but it is really good. I don't blame you for waiting. It's just hard for me because I, I, I started. So now I'm like, when I, when I go through and start looking at the podcast, I have, I'm like, Oh, there's a new serial. I got to listen. I got to listen. I got to do what? Did you listen to the, uh, the little 15 minute blocks for the onion? Case. Onion. 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 Uh, no, Adnan. Yes, yes, I did. I listened to, I listened to all of the, the Adnan updates. They're very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny though, cause they do that, you know, 15 minutes and she talks to the producer or whatever when they do it. And it's very, like when I listened to it, it felt very like she called her beforehand. 
they kind of talked about what they wanted to talk about and then hung up and then they called each other and actually like recorded it. Mm-hmm. And it's very, it seems very like put together. It doesn't seem organic at all. Yeah. I'm like, uh, but I was curious to see that he's getting further along in his appeal. Cause that was another one too, where I was like, I don't think this dude did it. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I don't know. I don't, <laughs> it's hard. Yeah, at at the end of that one, I kind of let I was left with. Yeah, I don't believe this is. I don't believe justice was served here. It's unfortunate. Well, then beyond unfortunate, I think unfortunate is a, is yeah. a, is a soft way. Oh, whoa, I mean, because you're gonna never make it out of jail. But no, it's it's huge. And see, I didn't know that it ended like that. I thought I'm like, oh, it must be a happy ending because Hollywood's told me that things have happy endings. And they got the end, and I was like, is that fucking it? Is he still in jail? And then I looked it up, and I was like, he is still in jail. So I was pissed because I listened to the serial. Because mm-hmm. I didn't. Nope. And this one, too, the making a murderer, I was like, oh, well, I heard everything that he's still in jail, so I guess whatever. And then I listened to it, or watched it, and I was like, I don't know why I did this to myself again. It's not a happy ending at all. I mean, maybe it could be eventually because I think he's in his next appeals process, but. Don't spoil anything, dude. I haven't seen it. (laughs) Oh, when are you going to watch it? You don't even have Netflix. I will watch it. When? Don't fucking spoil it for me. You just, I mean, you already just kind of shit on it. Like it was at the top. It's already all over the news. It was at the top of Everest. (laughs) (laughs) You're never going to watch Everest. No, I'll watch Everest. I don't. Fucking ruin to to kill a murderer for me. You're the fucking name. You won't be able to find the documentary. It's making a murderer, I Sam. I know what it's called. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna make a hill joke, but I'm done. Yeah. With the hill I, think I think we're done with the hill. <laughs> because yeah, whatever with the hill. But yeah, that's I think that's uh oh and boyhood. I watched boyhood. That one was pretty good. That was Ethan Hawke's one of those. People. I've been scared to watch it. Like I said, I, I, I'm I'm confident I'm gonna cry like a little bitch. Yeah, I have a really hard time with anything with kids now. Yeah, it's very sad. I there was a movie I watched the other day, and um, oh, what was that movie? They were talking about um, the person dying, and like take care of this and that. <laughs> and I was just like. Yeah, <laughs> like it was Stephanie and she was crying too. And I was like, this stupid fucking movie. Oh, it wasn't even a movie. It was Fargo. It was, oh, yeah. um, yeah, season two of Fargo. There's this point where this person has cancer and they're talking to, you know, this and that to this other character. And I was like, I can't take it. <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong with me? But yeah. that's, just, I guess that's just where I'm at in my life now. I just cry at random things and that'll be that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right there with you. Sometimes it'll, It'll be the weirdest thing. I'll just be like, what the hell is wrong with me? Why would this, why would this be set off an emotion like that? I was actually actively looking for movies the other day that would make me feel emotions. Really? Yeah. I was like, maybe I should watch Green Mile. That one always upsets me. Oof. That's a tough one. Yeah. John Coffee. Mm -hmm. Please don't turn out the light on me, boss. It's just, (laughs) I just like, why am I looking for movies that are going to upset me? I don't understand why this is why this is a thing right now, but you know, I guess that's what I do. Let's do that kind of thing. My uh, my son and I got a bunch of Scooby Doo Legos, 
They're pretty sweet. Nice. Yeah. Got like an evil lighthouse and a mummy and a couple other ones. We actually watched some of the new cartoons the other day too. They have the art style's different. It is. I mean, it's still kind of the same, but it's it's different. What what I appreciate, I've I talked about it before how how much I hate old Hanna Barbera cartoons because I feel like they were really 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 lazy. So what I appreciate I mean, because the whole background is the same pretty much the whole right. Time. And well, and you know they they reuse and you can see. <clears throat> they only animate the head so you can see the visible line where the, where like the color changes from where like the neck meets the body and they only animate certain parts of the body that that's all that always bugged me what i appreciate about the new art style is that it, it it's more uh it's more complex than that it, there there's there's a, there's a lot more depth to it so i i appreciate that but it's still kind of weird because you know what Scooby Doo characters look like, and now they're like, "Well, now they actually look like this." So it's it's kind of strange to see that. But I think they look better than they did before. Which um, we watched. How was the other one? I, I watched uh, Big Hero Six the other day. Yeah, so you've seen it, mm-hmm. dude, many times. It's like it's I, I it's either like a love letter to like Scooby Doo. For like that whole like second act or well second and third act, but did you get the Scooby Doo vibe from it? No, not at all. Not once. Not once. Mm-mm. Well, the dude, man, the dude from Deadpool was it T.J. Miller or whatever? Mm-hmm. He's totally like a Shaggy. He he has a Shaggy vibe to him, but that's T.J. Miller just plays a stoner in general. I know, but the the way they did him in the cartoon, and then he ends up with the costume, like the like like full on like covering his body costume. And so it reminded me a lot of Scooby-Doo and then he ended up being like rich and everything. So I looked up online. There's a bunch of theories online that he's actually the son of um, Daphne and uh, Fred. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. And apparently. And that's why they're not home is because they're always out on their adventures and they have all this money from all the adventures they've done. And he's the son and he's got his uncle Shaggy. And, you know, that he's one of the Scooby-Doo kids, you know. So it's actually a theory online from the comic books even, too. Weird. But, yeah, it, when I was watching it, I was like, dude, this totally got, like, a Scooby-Doo vibe to it. And I was very, I've never read anything about that. That's that's interesting. Because if you if you watch it, because he's kind of like Shaggy, and then um, they've got the other, what, four characters or whatever that all kind of, like, match the other. And then, and then Big Hero 6 is kind of like Scooby-Doo. Um, but yeah, they all kind of match. They had like the nerdy girl with the glasses and, and all that. So you can watch it again. It's got a huh. Scooby-Doo vibe. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking back on it now. Cause like I said, I've seen it many, many times. I'm thinking back on it. I, I, I see it. I, hmm. It's yeah. interesting. Yeah. No, it's, it was, I was that immediately. And then I looked up online cause I'm like, I must be crazy. And no, it's actually like a theory online about it. So it's like, oh, but that was a good one. And the Tomorrowland was pretty good too. Hmm. But I, I like we saw Tomorrowland at the uh, at the drive-in. We saw it with Inside Out, mm. and I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. They didn't spend as much time in Tomorrowland as I would have liked, mm-hmm. but um, that's some. You you mentioned earlier that it, they wrapped it up a little too quickly, and I I did. I, I do agree with that. It was like they did this really cool build to where they got. And then it was like, all right, time to end. And then it was over. And I, I thought that was that happened a little bit too quickly. But um, I, 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 I overall I enjoyed it. <clears throat> well, it was it was very um, 
they did. They had all this build up. They had all this mystery to it. And you're like, ooh, Tomorrowland, Tomorrowland. And they finally get to Tomorrowland and Hugh Laurie's like, blah, 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 blah. Like all this exposition talking about it. And you're like, oh, okay, now I'm caught up. And then it's like, okay, well, now let's end the movie. And then it was done. We're like, hmm. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Hugh Laurie. But it was good. And it was weird, though, the relationship between George Clooney and the robot. Like, I understood it, but at the same time, I was like, hmm. She's still like a, like a 13-year-old girl. So it's kind of kind of weird, but <laughs> it was it was a, kind of a dark movie though with the uh, robots and all that shit and the little smiley robot dude. It was, yeah. There were, there was a lot of dark elements to it for sure, but I liked it. I liked, yeah, it was good. It not it, it got a lot of hate from critics, but it it was a good movie. Definitely a watchable one. My kid liked it a lot too. So yeah. That you're not so subtle. You know what is it? What is it? <laughs> I, this has happened before. I give you, I give you a little signal. Hey, hey, you know we're we're at this point where you know maybe it's time to start wrapping it up. And you go, what does that mean? Let's go call, call you out on it on the spot instead of yeah. just taking the signal. You do this one, and then you do a zero. I, what, what I'm trying like to tell you, like your ninja is, balls are fitting through the zero. What I'm trying to tell you is we're at almost an hour and ten, and that's a that's holy a, shit. Really? Yes. Wow. I don't think anybody stuck through it, though. No. I think everybody gave up, like, a well, long after, time. After the Sopranos and Breaking Bad talk in the last one, they're like, done. Yeah, no. And <laughs> they're going to ramble through the second half of this. We'll, we'll just we'll, we'll stick through the first <laughs> that half. That one lasted, and then like, we're, then we're, an hour. <laughs> yeah, that, that was quite the rambling. Session. They started talking about shitting well, at the top of Everest, well, so for, for, I think I'm done with this one. <laughs> I think that hill talk was probably the best one. <laughs> the best talk I've had. So, um, <clears throat> what was, uh, what was interesting? I listened, we, we recorded that extra one after that one and I listened to it and it's god awful. It's, it's, it's really bad. Oh, I forgot about that there one. There was, there was a couple points in it where I was like, well, that was pretty interesting. I really like the kids movie part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was some interesting stuff in it, but honestly, the interesting stuff could probably fit in about 10, 15 minutes. The rest of it's like ramble, 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 ramble. So I don't remember what we, t- I just remember the kids movies that we talked about. Yeah. Not that. I'll, I'll give you. I'll that. give you a copy of the file. You can go. Oh yeah, that's probably best that we didn't put that up. We could put it in outtakes. Yeah. Well, or we could put it up uh, and make it available if you want to listen to this. Uh, listen at your own fucking risk. <laughs> yeah. Well, we kind of we had talked about um, our favorite kids movies and everything, and kind of what we grew up with. One of them, <laughs> I got really upset because I showed. Wesley, the Goonies, a couple years ago, and he really liked it. And then I showed it to him like a week ago, and he was so disinterested that I was like, I was visibly upset. I'm like, why don't you just sit down and watch the movie? And he's like, playing Star Wars. Isn't that like, just, just sit down and watch the fucking movie. <laughs> like, this is one of the best movies of all time. Way to project there, dad. <laughs> It's just, you know. I got everybody to sit down and watch Princess Bride recently, and they loved the fuck out of it. And I was, well, so, yeah, I I was, was so, so proud. Good. I remember Wesley's actually named after mm-hmm. the main character in that. And I remember when we first had him watch it when he was young, and he was like, that guy has my name. I'm like, yeah, because that's who you're named after. He's like, what? And then he forgot after that. But, yeah, I'll have to sit down. I'm afraid, though, it'll end up like the Goonies, where he's just like, meh. Yeah. But... I don't know. 
<laughs> Star Wars too, because I showed him all the Star Wars ones, and he was kind of into it. And then we went to go see the new one in the theater, and he was like really into that one. And now we're the, like the last month, all of a sudden it's just like Star Wars everything. So I'm like, maybe Goonies will be like a slow build, yeah, like a like a, like a slow boil. <laughs> but I don't know. But we talked about a lot of good. You know, kids' movies that we liked, Goonies, um, or some of the other ones. I think we talked Princess Bride. Princess Bride is the shit. Yeah. What's it? I don't, did we bring up Never Ending Story? I think we did. Did we? Mm-hmm, the Shaggy so. Dog? Yeah, I think we did. Fuck that movie. That movie ended. <laughs> it ended? Well, Never Ending Story. Yeah. Okay. I'm serious. It ended. Well, was, you know what you can do? You can buy the DVD and you just loop that shit. <laughs> and then plug into Endless until, Story 2. Until you're fucking... Hey, this never-ending story just got a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> the never-ending story 2, which also ended. That one was good. Um, uh, Night Before Christmas. It's really good. Yeah. You have to think about that one. Do you not like Nightmare Before no, Christmas? No, I love Nightmare Before Christmas. It's, it's one of my all-time favorite movies. and it's. Uh, Why'd you have that face then? It's it's a movie that ties my wife and I together. It was like the first time we ever hung out together. We watched that movie. I uh, I, I don't know. I just I don't remember us talking about Nightmare Before Christmas on that. Uh, well, I'm just saying that was good. I don't remember us talking about it. Oh, I think we had a list enough. of the ones that we... Because there's like these movies that well, you watch. Well, now I have to go back and fucking listen to it to see what we talked about. There's those movies that you I, watch when you're a kid uh-huh. that really resonate with you. And then like I find that people don't like the Goonies if they didn't watch it when they were a kid. Yeah, no, there, it definitely has that nostalgia effect where if you didn't see it when you were younger, it, it doesn't have the same effect on you as if you did. Yeah, that's that's definitely one of them. Princess Bride sometimes in some cases has been like that. I don't, I, like I said, a whole new generation and with all sorts of media readily available to them. And they sat through it and they loved every minute of it. And I was, I was very, I, mean, I was, well, I was yeah, happy but they're, about they're it. kids. Right. I mean, like as an adult, if you were to watch it, well, maybe, like a lot of people, maybe. I don't think really get it. Yeah, but. maybe. There was there was a real that was something we talked about in that in that recording. There was a really cool mythos about around it, like the fact that they had they claimed that it was based on a book, but the book didn't exist before the movie, and then the book was written by like the screenwriter of the movie, like that 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 whole sort of weird mythos around it was was really 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 cool. Um, but that kind of, I don't know. That's that's kind of lost on the new new generation, I think. Yeah, but you know, for kids, it's like you got a giant, mm-hmm. you got like, you got swashbuckling, you got really cool sword fights, and we talked about how how the sea cool, monsters, yeah, we and talked rats. about we talked about how cool the set pieces are, and how like it's almost like it's almost purposefully uh, fake. Like it's almost like all the set pieces are meant to well, look kinda fake. It's kind of like a play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's meant, meant to look like a stage play. So like that you think about the, the sword fighting scene between Inigo Montoya and, uh, 
and and Wesley or Dread Pirate <laughs> when he's Dread Pirate Roberts and he like jumps down and there's a there's like a, a bar that he swings yeah. on. That's and like the bar very, is like totally a bar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like this is very clearly a bar for him to swing on. Like it's there's no other purpose for this to be here other than for him to swing on it. So and there's yeah. that part too where he comes off the bar <laughs> and he lands on the ground and you can totally see like the, the sheet, the, yeah, pad, the pad, and then the sheet on the ground to make it look like it's part of the the sand or whatever. <laughs> You're like, okay. Yeah, and it's, but it's, it's part of that, like, lovely the charm, charm of, it, of the yeah. movie. You're like, yeah, I'm watching a play right now. And, and, you know, all these, all these people recognize that they're actors and they're playing these characters. And yeah, there's, there's something, there's something, um, so personal and removed from it as you're watching it. I think it's, it's beautiful. And that's, I think, I think part of the reasoning <clears throat> behind those style choices was, that the whole thing is a story read by his grandfather. So it ha- it's supposed to have that sort of like, well, what have I experienced? What have I seen in the world that, that would represent what my, the story that he's reading me. And that's why it has this sort of like, um, uh, removed fake quality to it. It's such a good movie. It I is. Watch it now. Mm-hmm. Cause I enjoy that one a lot. Ooh, that was good. a it was a Valentine's Day thing. I was like, this movie's all about love. You guys should really watch this. There's a, like a really cool love story. That, that, that's how you sold it to your no, kids. Yeah, no, and no, they're no. like, you know what? I fucking love no, love. No, no. no it was it I'm wasn't eight like, and six, and this is just I freaking love. It wasn't like that. Love. We had we had a really good Valentine's Day, and I I said, um, I was like, you know, uh, one of my favorite movies is all about true love, and and uh, it's called Princess Bride. And we should really sit down love. and watch this movie. You guys are really true, true love. love. <laughs> Rav is what brings us together. <laughs> yeah, no, it's and and I I was like, you know, I you I know Roman watched it when he was really really little, um, but I thought you know it would be a really really cool uh, bonding experience if we all just sat down on Valentine's Day and, and watched this movie. And I you know I tried not to set my expectations too high because there have been those times when I've been like, this is a movie I really loved when I was a kid, and I sit down and everybody just runs around and they don't really give a shit. But this was a situation where everybody was kind of um, all in, and I thought it was really cool. I remember when you used to get really mad at me uh, when we worked in North Bellingham together because <laughs> there was that woman who looked like the albino. Oh yeah. And she used to always come in. Well, I'm like, used- Sam, it's a, it's a fucking albino for Princess Bride. I think, I think the, pro- the problem I had with it was that she was usually within earshot when you'd call it out. You'd be like, it's the albino. It's the albino. And I'd be like, shut the fuck up. Like, I don't, <laughs> I, I didn't disagree with the fact that she looked exactly like She looked like exactly like, like it, exactly like the female like, version of it. But, it was awesome. But it was, it was more the fact that it was like, you would always say oh, shit. Oh, she didn't hear. You would always say shit with an earshot and I'd be like, don't fucking say it again. <laughs> well, she always had her handler of her too. Yeah. And I was like, oh. her handler, <laughs> her handler. I was like, <laughs> fucking albino from Princess Bride. She's she wasn't on a store. fucking leash, dude. No, but pretty much. <laughs> she looks so. <laughs> it was like a spitting image. It was amazing. She really but, did. No, she, I, I won't disagree that she looked just like. I think in life. Because we've known each other for what three, like thirteen years ish, mm-hmm. and from the longest time that I've known you, I'm always very good at making sure I make you uncomfortable in oh, front yeah. of large groups oh, no. of people. No, I, I think as soon as I, you you have this really good sense about you, where you know you know when you start to make me uncomfortable, and you go. Ah, I can ramp this up, and you really know how to pick at it until 
until you until I'm like crawling out of my skin. Like when we worked at Target and you called me over and you're like, "Hey, I think this lady might have pooped on this oh, chair." No. Oh no. <laughs> and I said, and I looked at it and said, she took a fucking shit on that chair? She took oh, a shit yeah. on that chair? Yeah. No. You were, you were, you were like, are you fucking serious? Did she fucking shit in that chair? And I'm like, shh, 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 shh. And you just, just rode, you just rode that. She told me that she ate a chocolate bar and it just ran right through yeah. her. No, she was upfront about it. She shit in the chair and she told me she shit in the chair. You threw that chair in the fucking garbage before anybody else touches that chair. Oh Christ! Oh. That was terrible. I really enjoy making you uncomfortable. Yeah, no, I know, I know you do. I know you do. Well, the best part is, is because we work in retail and we work with the public, and I just usually say what I want, and you're very careful to not say what you want. And yet, and outside always... of the retail world, I mean, you you put me in a you put me in a public situation where I'm not where I don't have to put that mask on. Like you put me in. You take me if, if 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 I'm not in that professional situation, if I'm not on the clock, as it were, I have no problem. I I don't get embarrassed incredibly easy like in in that sense. But when I'm in that professional setting, it's very difficult for me to not be like, all right, this is not appropriate. I I, I guess I have a high a high level of professionalism. So when what you, you what are you saying? When, no, I'm not. I'm not saying you're you're unprofessional. <laughs> well, no, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> you you just you know how to really pick at the fact that I try to be professional all the time. So you try to be like you you try to break me and see how unprofessional you can possibly make me. What always cracks me up too is because I'll, I'll be really unprofessional and no one ever says anything. Well, not unprofessional, but I'll say stuff and customers don't complain about me, but then the customers will give you shit because you're nothing. Trying, for nothing. For nothing. Yeah. <laughs> that, like the customer who came in all the time said, it's not your fucking, I know it's not your fucking job. Yeah. Oh yeah, with the carts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You move that cart out of the way, even though it's not your job. <laughs> who the fuck are you? I don't even know she you. She's like stalking you too. It was amazing. Yeah, she came in all the time and she'd always like seek me out and talk to me. <laughs> She's weird. Yeah, Stephanie gets really embarrassed because we go out in public a lot, and I'll I'll fucking just say my mind, and she's like, "Shut up, shut <laughs> up, shut up." I'm like, "Whatever, I don't care. I'll just say how I feel because I don't care." Yeah, generally in pu- and generally in public, nah, it's not a big deal. It's more like when I'm in that situation where I, where, where I'm on the clock, where I, I'm working, and I, ha- I I have to have a certain persona, and. uh yeah, and somebody somebody puts me in that position where I'm like, eh, I can't be like this right now. <laughs> it's amazing. I wish you still worked at the store so I could continue to put you I in know. those. Such, I, I might actually drive down to Marysville <laughs> just just to wait in the no. wings and try and embarrass yeah. you in front of your just new clientele. Pop, just pop out. Just pop out and then go watch Deadwood by myself next door. Deadwood? Deadpool. Deadpool. Sorry, Deadpool. All right, man. We're coming up on uh, one twenty-two here. I think uh, I think we should call it right about there, uh, as we talk about how uncomfortable you make me in public. Yeah. Well, didn't <laughs> you say you had a thing for us? Uh, not now. Not now that we're at one twenty-two. Oh, okay. Was it something that took a long time? It'll take a bit. Oh. We'll talk about it next time. All right. That's fine. Next oh yeah. Time. It's good. Is it? It's going to make you real uncomfortable. 
Like, well, I was waiting like for it cli- tonight, and it didn't like, happen. Cl- like climbing to the top of a, a giant hill uncomfortable. That didn't make me uncomfortable. I was <laughs> looking forward to that, <laughs> to unload. Uh, all right. Well, uh, so I, I believe it's your turn to sign off this time. Maybe I'm wrong. I signed off on the first, and then you, and then me. So it's my turn to it's sign your off. your turn. Oh, damn it. How did we sign off last time? It's been a while. It's been a really long time. Yeah, it's well, I had to move, and yeah, I this, know, and, and I got sick, and I lost my and, voice, and then which... I had shit going on too. I, I, I know it's been a difficult time getting back together. However, it's my turn to sign off, and I don't know what to fucking say. We'll just make up something. I can't make up anything. I'm not clever. Everything. What? You know, you just said I can't make everything. up everything. I said I can't make up anything. Anything? Not make... even one thing. I mean. I can't, right. I can't right. carry I, I got, you. I, got, I, got, I can't I carry you on something. these closeouts. I got, I got something. I got some. Yeah, your your closeouts are so superior to mine. Oh, yours are so good. Come on back now. You hear? <laughs> yeah. So, I'll, I'll I'll go with this one. You keep on climbing them hills. <laughs> <laughs> Until next time, you keep on climbing them hills. Don't forget to take a shit. <laughs>